Hello everyone and welcome to episode 2 of Requiem, our homebrew D&D campaign. I'm here joined by my friends who are playing the campaign. You can say hi to everybody. Woo! Hello. Hello. I'm adjusting my <laughs> camera now live. Okay, there we go. Uh, so before uh, we get into this, I just wanted to get a few things out of the way. You might have noticed that we said on the first episode that it would be available on Spotify. And it is not. The reason for this is because we have found a better option to host our podcast format and so we are currently transferring it over which means we're gonna have to wait weeks before the transfer is complete and before I can update things so we lied to you. Uh, as of now you can only uh, watch this either on Twitch VODs or on YouTube which you can find you know in, in the, the, the links down below on Twitch or if you do exclamation mark uh, YouTube on Twitch. And you can't find YouTube on YouTube, because then you'd already be on YouTube, knowing that it's there. Um, also, just a small thing before uh, we continue, this was the biggest thing that I wanted to get out of the way, but there's another. Uh, there have been updates to the wiki. Uh, Mizzy was working on uh, updates to the wiki this, uh, this weekend, and uh, so yeah, we, we've got some updates uh, up on there, which means you guys can uh, now... Actually, learn a little bit or um, read a little bit more about the first thread, uh, one of the one shots, or the one shot that is set 4,000 years ago from present time uh, in Idas. So, if you want to get into some Age of Dragons action or want to learn a little bit of the Age of Dragons action, you can do so um, over there. All right. So, that concludes this uh, just short bit of uh, announcement work that I wanted to do. Uh, and I guess if everybody is ready to begin, we should uh, roll the intro and get into episode two of Requiem. Shall we do that, guys? Mm-hmm. All right. We'll see you guys on the flip side for episode two. back so last we left off guys last we left off velox mors had just been through some trials and tribulations i should say last episode started with a dream a nightmare 
that Violet had. One where her daughter, her friends, her family had been affected by a strange condition, a strange sickness. Their eyes had been gouged out, oozing black blood. She was not sure what to think of this dream, but one thing she knew was that her daughter would not meet that fate if it would come to her. From that dream, she woke up with a strange coin, a medallion of sorts, with a symbol, a bow made of roots and branches with a thin arrow pointing down, enveloped in chains. It was a strange occurrence, but one she ignored for a while while she ran downstairs into her house to greet her family, was alive and well, Grime, her Earth Genasi wife, and Ketri, her half-orc daughter, uh, were both fine and dandy. After that, she was joined by none other than G and Vesper, her friends from Velox Moors who entered her house for just a small bit of breakfast before they were shoved out by Grime, who wanted to start a workday. As they reached their workplace, the tent in the floats in the great city of Vulcan, here in the wasteland of Camille's Grasp, the red wasteland of Camille's Grasp, Grime had set some ground rules. It seems that, well, as a paladin of the Oath of Greed, Grime was indeed getting greedy. And her values, her uh, code of conduct, was not matching the code of conduct of the rest of Veloxmoors. In fact, in their past assignment, the group thought they might have done something wrong. They might have turned in a, an important person someone who was good, someone who should have probably been kept alive, and they turned them in to a strange cult that they don't quite know. Well, given that, our heroes starting to argue with Grime. But before that argument was complete, a bard appeared in their tent, a bard that wanted to join the group because they were so famous, and she was so eager to find new inspiration for her songs and her poems and her lyrics and her writing and so she just really wanted to get in and sang a song to try to persuade uh, the leaders to let her in and sure enough with a little bit of help from Ketri who wanted finally wanted a more joyful friend to be on the group she managed to uh, to join and so Emily joined Velox Moors but after that they were interrupted by an elven woman of the name Wiley Elix. She had a strange symbol on her chest, one that Emily recognized um, a tiny bit. A, a tree with enormous roots, uh, with broken chains hanging on them. And this woman brought a mission with her. A quest for Velox Moors, a quest for 5,000 gold that involved returning Aiden Dragonsbane from uh, the cult that they had, that, that Velox Mars had delivered him to before. Well, Grime didn't agree with that price, but the rest of the group really thought that this was their chance at redemption. So, a family discussion ensued between Violet, Ketri, and, um, and Grime, which ended in the separation of Violet from the other two. 
Ketri, although she would have liked to be with Violet in this endeavor, recognized that if she left Grime behind her other mother, she would probably self-destruct, and so she stayed back to be able to um, take care of Grime. While this was happening, a new band was formed in town with G as the lead singer and Emily doing uh, the melodies on her little lute. And after walking around and discussing the situation, finally, they they reached the important place for me as a DM because they didn't know it was important. But they meet a fortune teller. They were drawn to her by a song that Emily heard, a song that she's been chasing. After meeting her, she couldn't remember what song she was uh, she was singing, but she did want to read everybody's fortune, and after reading Vesper's fortune, a strange event happened. She said some, some strange things, some sort of limericks, poems, uh, maybe scriptures from somewhere, regarding an entity, regarding darkness, regarding blind, the blind only uh, be, being able to see, or truly see. They were then distracted by a loud scream out on the streets as a woman was attacked by a serpent. Sadly, they did not make it to her in time, and just as they reached her, her eyes had been gouged out. She was bleeding out, her skin turning from her tiefling devilish red into pale pink. After these strange events, they finally gathered with Violet. They all convened and talked about how they were going to take on this mission to get back that man that they once captured. And they joined her up in the bar. She gave them all the information needed. The important part being that now they would have to travel to the Soul Empire, to the capital, to Oaza, and they would have to do so strictly without magical means. Her intent is to divide this evil cult's attention. They are aware of Wily, and she wants to keep it that way. She wants to draw their attention towards her. Apparently, this evil cult has been responsible for the capture of Pelindan, a free city in the north eastern side of Kaifum. And Wily wants to get the city back, and Wily wants to get her friend back, Aiden Dragonsbane. And Velox Mors is going to aid in this endeavor. They all drank together. G slammed his face on the table, falling asleep pretty quickly. It was about midday when this happened. Emily had just spoken to some bards, and Violet and Vesper were discussing some things outside. And that brings us back to present point. My friends, you guys have a mission. G, you are out. But the rest of the group, what is it that you wish to do? You know that when when you only play warlocks, it's very normal that you take a short rest every time you can. <laughs> it's the first time I'm playing a melee class, so I'm getting used to not falling asleep everywhere. But I hope that counts as a short rest. It counts as a short rest, sir. I don't think you spent nice. anything. No, I didn't. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, Just you have case. a short rest. <laughs> All right, so the day is yours. Uh, Violet, inside, right? the, yeah, Emily is uh, still inside. 
of Violet and Vespera are out. Emily, since you are inside and G is there asleep, what, what is your plan? What are you doing here? Uh, Alright, so after some time passes, I say goodbye to the bards. Yes. Till we meet again. Oh, it was our pleasure. And then the, the drummer, the, the goblin, goes, Yeah! You're, you're pretty good! Yeah! And he goes back to drumming really hard. And then I'll go to G. And I'll just pet his head. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll flick it. I'll flick his ear. Like... <laughs> Vesper, no. <laughs> I'll stop. It, it will become kind of awkward. And I'll leave. <laughs> to go get Vesper. <laughs> I have more minutes. Um, is Wiley still there? Or is she... Wiley is gone. Wiley left. Uh, she teleported away in a show of leaves and radiant energy. And everybody went wild when she did that. Okay, I I enter then with Vesper, I believe. Yeah, so if Emily's coming to get us, then yeah. I'm and sure Violet would come through. Like, I'll get him. <laughs> Already the knowing end. the situation just doesn't even need an explanation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Violet just says, Velox Morse, assemble. <laughs> God. You had to do that, didn't you? <laughs> So Vesper will go in, she'll see G sleeping on the table and just scoop him up over the shoulder like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> Alright, where to next? <laughs> okay, are you are you still around. asleep, by the way, I'm G? I'm asleep. Oh, okay. <laughs> Violet looks around, looks at Emily. Oh, you're still here. Yes, I'm part of you now. Okay. Um. So... Uh, does Violet know? I mean, she she and Grime probably have uh, a preferred merchant to go to provide their stuff. All right, what are you looking for exactly? Uh, potions and some kind of shenanigans. Um, All right. That we can use on our travels. Or to Got fight. it. So, if you want, if you're looking for potions and shenanigans, even technological shenanigans, uh, the place for this would be the Chemistress uh, in uh, the Black Plume Heights. Uh, the Chemistress is an establishment ran by someone you know, um, uh, or or actually, actually, Ketri would know her better, but probably you, both you and Grime have, have talked to her before. Um, it is owned by a dragonborn named Yaza Skinclaw. So, uh, that would be probably the place to go. Uh, okay, I start going there. You guys joining me? Is G still yep. asleep? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, Vesper, do you want me to wake him up? I can try something else. What do you have in mind? And I... I, <laughs> I push her slightly to the side. <laughs> I go approach G, and I go... <laughs> G jumps out of Vesper's shoulder, jumps on the ground straight up. Sir, yes, sir, sir. Good job, sir. 
We're moving out. Where, sir? Outside. And I start I'm going, sir. And he just outside. starts dashing down the street. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, you on the way to the potion shop. You you actually notice that G is pretty fast for a little gnome. Uh, and you see his little tiny legs like kind of goes and and a little bit of of dust is kicked behind him. Um, as his, his legs are cartoonishly fast, uh, but you guys, <laughs> you guys well, move that's on. that's certainly light in my load. <laughs> <laughs> you guys move on to, uh, I assume, what is the chemistress, right? Yes. Uh, all right. G unlocked gear five. He's now a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, you guys move on, um, to, to the, the, the chemistress. You see... Uh, as you as you begin walking into the Black Plume Heights, you know that here there are the the the, the huge forges, the the Horned Forge, which is like an, an assortment of forges from where all of this this black smoke uh, comes uh, comes from. And you guys actually have to cover your faces uh, with a piece of cloth or anything, uh, or else you will probably be in, intoxicated from all of the fumes. Uh, but you reach what what is sort of a, a large shack. Um, it seems like it was made entirely out of stone at one point, but now there are like metal plate patches everywhere. And there's rubble on the ground, uh, and the building really looks like it's struggling to keep itself together. Um, there's a, a, a metal scrap tower that is on top of, of the building. Um, and kind of as you guys open the door and walk inside the establishment, there's just like explosion marks everywhere. There's like ash and cinder and soot uh, spread all all around. Uh, but there's a uh, you sure enough you see the the counter like the the front of the shop and behind it a female dragonborn with kind of discolored gray scales that have lost all of their shine and it just looks like chemical burns all over her skin. Uh, there's there's patches of scaleless skin on her hands and arms. She's sort of very thin and very frail looking and has this long snout uh, with uh, little black horns at the back. Uh, and she wears like these very tiny spectacles over the front of her snout. Um, and as you guys, as you guys walk in, she goes, Oh, Velox Mors, am I right? I recognize Violet. I recognize Little G. And I recognize Vesper, but I don't recognize this new one. Hi, I am the Emily. Oh, I am Yaza. Pleasure to meet you. And she extends her claws out to you. And I, I shake the claws. She, she, it's just, she has this very gentle touch. Um, and you, and when you when you touch, you actually feel a little sting in your hand. There's like some leftover chemical that uh, gets into your, you know, blisters from playing, and it hurts a little bit. Um, so, what will it be today? Good day, Yaza. Uh, we're going on a mission, so it's the usual. Uh, forgive me. <laughs> yeah, do your job. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me, but I forget. What is the usual? Do you have potions? I have many a potion. What kind of potion? The potions. The ones that heal. All right. Okay. With no bubbles. So, as you ask that, she 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 places um two boxes uh in front of you. 
regarding those those health potions and you will have available to you um, potion of healing the classic uh, form of the potion of healing there are three of those so take note of that uh, she also presents to you um, greater potions of healing there are two of those for um, for, for you to, to get if you want and there are also two potions of healing superior do they have price tags uh, no you would have to ask but as you do the regular ones are 50 gold the greater are 125 gold and the healing are 250 gold Shut up. <laughs> The, the, the superior, excuse me, are 250 gold. I'll be taking two of the normal ones. No bubbles, please. Two of the normal ones? Very well. She grabs the two and drops them over to you. Mine is 100. Yeah. Uh, uh, the superiors are 250 each. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I get one superior. You are only interested in health potions. Are you not interested in perhaps one of my better creations? We'll get there. Alright. She grabs one of the superior and gives it to you. Minus 250 gold. Come on, Yaza. We've been clients for many years. Can't you give me a discount? And why would I give you a discount? Well, I must say that you surely must be doing well, because you look uh, especially beautiful and shiny today. Roll persuasion check, G. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, 16. That's a 17. 17, she goes. Hmm. I must say I've never thought about having known. But maybe. It isn't an never to do too late. 225 gold. These gnomes. You said 225? 225 gold is as low as I'll go on the superior. Okay. You, you see her twitch her right eye a little bit. And then and, and as, you, as you look at it, there's there's chemical burns around her right eye as well. Like this, The skin is just like a, of a brighter color there. Anything else? Oh, your voice is so beautiful. Hmm. We're really trying to. <laughs> May I Thank perhaps you. have a potion of healing, a regular one? This would be the last one. Of yes. course you may. Thank you. That'll be 50 gold. Yes. There's one greater left, right? Or there's two graders? There's two graders still. Uh, two graders, one superior left. 125 for the greater, 250 for the superior. So, uh, do, 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 what uh, do, do, do special uh, do, uh, potions do you have? 
and she goes goes in the back and uh, this opens this little armoire she has and grabs um, two potions and holds them and then grabs another one, places the three down. And she goes, this right here. And she grabs a flask that, that seems to have this like transparent liquid that has a feather floating inside, this like beautiful uh, black feather that is rolling. This right here will make you fly. <laughs> and she places it forward. Then she grabs another one, and you see this um, inside of a, a sort of green liquid, but it's semi-translucent. You see a, a spider leg, a, a very thin spider leg. This here will make you climb like a spider. And she places it in front of you. And then she grabs another one, and it's this, like, almost iron, iron-looking uh, liquid. And she places it forward, saying, And this here, this will make you able to take any beating. And places it forward. I look at Violet when she posts that one on the ground. <laughs> and I look back at the cellar. <laughs> Match for the flying one. Five hundred gold. Ah, I see. <laughs> but but you are a gnome, and you have. I have heard a metal arm. Perhaps you're yes. interested in <laughs> technology. What do you have that doesn't cost an arm and a leg? Nothing. And she goes. She goes back and grabs um, two two devices. So one of them, you see, is this green crystal, kind of. It looks like a diamond, but it's greenish in in, in nature, and, ha- and it's surrounded by metallic rings, kind of like a gyroscope of sorts. And uh, it's connected to these metallic rings, right? Like these the, this wiring, these tubes. And she goes, "You place this on the ground, and for one minute, people around it." will feel better. Their wounds gone. Lessened. I call it the VRD. The Vitality Restoration Divide. And then she grabs another one. And this time it's it's a sphere. It's a metallic sphere. And it has uh, like slight openings, like indentations and, and even... Um, just like actual slits around the sphere that where you can see what looks like a diamond um but it is blue bluish in color and she goes this here you cast magic at it and she throws something at it and you see a a flash it looked like i mean you guys would probably not be dumb enough to fall for this it looked like flash powder you know that that the magicians use you just throw and make a flare and then after you throw magic into it, it stores it. And you can then restore it to yourself later. And she places it forward. But! The first time? <laughs> oh, we will get there! My lizard lady. There is one more thing. I believe that a group such as yours would perhaps be interested just plain old explosives. Mm, do you oh, got any, <laughs> any 
boom. <laughs> and she, 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 from beneath the counter, she takes like sticks of explosives and casks of explosives <laughs> and places them in front of you. And I'm gonna grab the by the back of his robe. <laughs> All right. So, on the vitality restoration device, nine hundred gold. Mm. On the Arcana restoration device, eight. Hundred gold, and per stick or cask, fifty gold. I turn back to the group. What if we robbed Grime? <laughs> no, I, I have a better idea. Oh. I'll remove the ring of my hand, and I show it to her. What about everything for this ring? May I? Sure. I trust she, you. She takes it, and then you see her adjust the little spectacles on her long snout, like right at the tip. She, as she touches it, they glow. Ah. Hmm. We can perhaps make a deal. I will take the ring for one of the devices and perhaps some explosives. No. Give it back. She she kind of goes back. Roll an intimidation check. Oh god. Um uh, 16. Um uh, The VRD and the ARD for the ring. I know how much that ring is valued. So it's everything or nothing. If you want the ring, you give us everything. I can't give you all of my stock. And I, I approach and I say, Don't you see? We are the Veloxmars. We are about to go into battle to save the world and you as well. Don't you want to make a great deal for these items in exchange for your life? Okay, we'll do the following. <laughs> I will give you the ring, or uh, you will give me the ring, for the VRD, the ARD, and 200 gold worth of explosives, and the last potion of superior healing. And the flying potion. You're pushing it. <laughs> well, to be honest, uh, you know, we are the Alex Mimmers. Uh, and uh, if people know, we bought everything here before our saving of the world. Uh, you're going to have a lot of clients. Okay, but you do marketing. Okay, okay yeah. <laughs> I will tell everybody, go here, talk to Yaza, she's beautiful dragon lady. Okay. I'll, she takes the ring, pushes 200 golds worth of explosives, so um, whoever want, is keeping take, taking care of in inventory, you guys um, have... Uh, so that will be 
four units of explosives. It can be sticks or casks, however you guys prefer. Um, do you want sticks or you want casks? Two sticks, two casks. Two sticks, two casks. Okay, you guys. Wait, what, uh, what's a cask? It's a cask. Uh, it's a, a little. It can be like a, a small barrel or a small crate of uh, of, of explosives. Uh, the sticks have a fuse, while the the other thing doesn't. Um, you take the potion of flying. Can someone cast fire? Um, we'll find out, I guess. Um, <laughs> you you can well you can light it up if you want, you know. So yeah, but uh, I got to light a cask. I got to like shoot at it. <laughs> well, you guys figure it out. Use your little gnome legs. You run up really fast, like yeah. you run away really fast. It doesn't <laughs> have a fuse. You do it like in Monster Hunter. You hit it and it explodes. Uh, surely that <laughs> that's why I bought the potions, anyways. Um, so true charge Okay, so to be clear, we have that. We have uh, the potion of flying. Uh, added and another potion of, of su- healing superior added. Um, so take care of that and distribute the potions however you see fit. F- f- yes. Uh, the crate of explosives. Yeah. Uh, is it all wooden or does it have metal? Uh, it's it 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 is wooden uh, reinforced with metal. Okay. It has like the the corners are reinforced with metal and all around. Shatter. Um, so, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, no. so uh, another thing, you guys can go on DD Beyond and add the Vitality Restoration Device to whoever has it and the Arcana Restoration Device to whoever has it. Uh, I would say, particularly, um, G would be interested in this, uh, in, in these items, because there's, um, there's some parts there where he would be useful uh, regarding him. So if you want to check that out, G, on DD Beyond... It's Vitality Restoration Device and Arcana Restoration Device on your inventory. You can check it there. I would say I keep one of the explosives, maybe Vesper yeah, as well. And the other three, you guys can keep it on, or for G or for I wouldn't uh, trust him carrying Emily. those. <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> okay, so another, another important note regarding these explosives. If not, you know... Uh, given any extra stuff, if not, you know, fucked with, uh, these deal raw 1d10 fire damage each. Okay, both the sticks and the crates, 1d10 fire damage each raw. Can I tell them why me holding the devices would be useful? Yeah, for sure. So each one of the devices, once they're destroyed, they can be repaired for 150 gold with tinkering materials uh, and, and a 300 gold diamond in a successfully tinkering check. If the check fails, the tinkering materials are lost. But basically, I can restore them with gold and diamonds. Exactly. Okay, okay. Uh, because okay, so I, added, I added those two to my bag. I added the two potions of healing I bought. Okay, uh, I think good. that's it for me, right? If you don't want to... If they don't give you anything else, yeah. They can hold the explosives, I guess, because anything, like, you can just give it to me. Yeah, I can, I can keep what two explosives and Vesper another two. Yeah. Okay, how do I have the explosives on D&D Beyond? You don't. They... You you just write them on your inventory. So just for clarification, Vesper, you will have to hold the sticks because okay. the crates fit in the bag of holding that right. v- that Violet has. But you would have to hold the sticks in the pocket if you want. Uh, so Emily, you have one potion, right? Yes. So um, there's uh, you guys have al- also have two superiors. So decide who gets to keep both of those 
or okay, I, I already have one superior so you 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 two violet doesn't okay. have any potions uh, no, i mean I uh vesper. vesper yeah i'll take I'll, i can take the other one and the potion of flying stays with violet okay oh, oh, uh, with me mm-hmm. yeah it's you're holding the item Okay. It's superior, right? Not greater. Yes, superior. superior. The highest, most potent kind. Oh, I, don't, I was kind of away from the mic. I don't know if that was different. Really oh, this is fine. This. Um, all right. So are you guys all caught up on inventory stuff? Mm, yeah. Don't have much money left. Okay. Uh, so as a question, um, as a point of order, do you guys want to do anything else uh, regarding shopping? You want to go anywhere else? I'm broke. <laughs> so, no, I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm not. Gotta start killing and looting people to sell things. Oh, I need to remove the. the oh, gee, I forgot. Sorry, you you also because this was from the one shot. You probably don't remember, but um, I have a belt. There is one way for you to set off the explosives with someone that you know. Uh, there's a goblin in town called Yurt Boomfist from Boomfist Handhelds who sells guns. So if you want a way to set off explosives that is simple, you can go buy a gun at Yurt's uh, place. How much is a gun? Uh, a r- just a regular pistol would probably run you at like 150 gold. You're not proficient with it, mind you. Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. But you can get a gun if you want to get a gun. Uh, I'll just throw tell Vesper to fire breathe or something on it. Does she have fire breath? No, I she's a lizard. A form. dragon. Uh, same thing. A look alike. Damn, dude. That's not all right. You're lucky, your Gramps, and she loves you. True. See, for how old G is, it's normal that he's kind of racist towards yeah, yeah. dragon. <laughs> My <Yeah>. fucking god. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's let's cut that out right here. <laughs> All right. So, Are you ready? back in the good old days, dragons and lizards were the same. <laughs> <laughs> they were called dinosaurs. I trip him with my tail. <laughs> I do a backflip and I stand still. <laughs> Roll an acrobatics check. Yeah. <laughs> 17. Damn, he actually does. <laughs> All right, so. What was in that ale, Gramps? The acrobatics, that's Dex, come on. <laughs> what, you guys want to buy a gun? Or you guys want to do anything else? Or are you guys ready? Uh, no. I can't think of anything. You guys ready? Let's go on an adventure. Goodbye. Goodbye. And I wink at her. And she <laughs> slides the ring on her ring finger. She disappears. <laughs> <laughs> no. She just gets a plus one to her AC and saving throws after a while. <clears throat> after a short rest. Yeah. She's just short resting all the time. Okay, let's go then. Right. To Oaza. To Oaza. So to Sogak first. Uh, all right. So for this, guys, there are travel costs. First of all, um, you guys are gonna get a. Do you guys want to get a cart? Is that something that you're interested in? 
What's the cheapest? Uh, well, that we know of? for a cart, uh, for a cart, if you give me, give you, give me just a second. Yes, there we go. For a cart of Gergafil, which are um, pretty much uh, these sort of like gray-skinned beasts with uh, with small little trunks and just straight tusks coming out of their their mouth, they're kind of like um, uh, a strange like mix between a rhin- rhinoceros and an, an elephant. Um, for a cart of two Gergafil uh, and rations and food for them, uh, which they don't need a lot, they are actually quite self-sufficient and, and last a long time with no food and water. They're na- native here to Camille's grasp. Um, that would run you about 35 gold. Oh, cool. I think that's fair. <laughs> Alright. So, 35 gold for a cart of Gergafil? Oh, of yeah. two Gergafil? How many people can ride the cart? Uh, all of you. Okay. And maybe probably like two more people actually would, would fit in the in this wagon. You can even have a, a cover for it if you pay 36 gold. You can have a cover added to it to provide shade. Um, but we travel alone. We're velvet yeah. for fuck's sake. There you go. Um, okay, so give me one moment because you guys are about to travel, right? So, my friends. <laughs> oh, I thought this was the music. No, it was my phone. Sorry, I was, I was getting a call. What a nice travel. I was getting a Dude, call. Dude, I, I mean, I was thinking maybe I should just not play music because that was great. <laughs> Yaz is calling back now. Um, everyone is happy. Everyone is... Yeah. Okay, so, folks, you guys get on your cart. This is a little over midday now, so I would say it's probably like... Uh, um, I'd say 1 p.m. or something uh, in the afternoon. Not that you guys would know the exact time, but around that time, uh, by the sun, uh, you are out in the the gates of um, of Vulcan, uh, out by the gates of Vulcan, the um, red wasteland of of Camille's grasp is is um, ahead of you. You see the road that you you kind of have to follow. All all of you except for Emily know the exact way because you've traveled it uh, before. The sun is shining bright in the sky and the searing heat causes, you know, sweat to begin accumulating under your armpits and, you know, just above the butt crack for G, probably. Um, it the, the red wasteland is just sprawling ahead and there are, you, you can already spot from this distance uh, these like strange, large and, and, and vibrant colored fungi um, and as you look out in the distance, you even see the little squiggly lines on the horizon signifying the heat. But this is going to be your first day of travel. Is there anything that you guys want to say to each other before you begin the journey? Jesus sleep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds fair enough. It's nap time tucks now. Him in tucks him in the back of the cart. <laughs> I'll just ask Emily, have you ever been on a trip like this? Uh, yes, a lot of times. With... <laughs> me, 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 me. With possibility of fighting creatures? Yes, a lot of times. Have you fought before? Yes, a lot of times. I am THE Emily, after all. 
After this, I'm quitting the Luxmores. <laughs> Why? I, you can't quit. <laughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> okay, dude, here we go. So, my friends, travel time means travel tables. So, I'm gonna need... Uh, this journey is going to take 10 days to reach the Ash Caldera. Um, when you reach the Ash Caldera, um, you will then take a ship to cross it. The Ash Caldera is kind of this... Um, this, well, volcanic caldera that is uh, filled with water. Uh, it will take sort of like three and a half days to cross it by ship after you get there. Um, but for the first 10 days of travel, the way we're going to do this is you guys are going to have, we're going to do this in blocks of two days. So you're going to roll for each two days. Um, you roll what I, what I tell you to roll. Um, if they're at any point, you guys want to talk to each other. Uh, if at any point you guys want to, um, you know, have a little moment between yourselves, uh, be my guest, please. Have those moments. Um, if perchance you don't want to have those moments, then we move on. We move forward. Uh, understood? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Let me just... Uh, I have. There's a lot of stuff that I have here now um, that is important for me to have available. Okay, here we go. All right. So... First day of travel, who wants to roll? I can roll. <laughs> <laughs> fight okay, for it. we gotta fight for this. We gotta fight Rock, for this. Paper, scissors. Rollies, rollies, rollies. You guys have to roll d20. Whoever rolls the highest uh, gets to do it. Just a regular d20. Yeah. Yeah, you win. <laughs> it's a three. <laughs> I got a five, so. Well, there you go. You win. You win. <laughs> so, Emily, I am going to need you to roll a d6 for me, please, if you could. Okay. Five. A five. Okay, a five. All right. So, after that, I'm going to need you to roll another d6 for me. Okay. A4, okay. Give me a moment. So that's number one. There we go. So, the first day of travel, or I would say actually, yeah, I would say towards the end of the first day of travel, um, about a hundred feet from the road, you guys are all, you know, talking, conversing as. I guess who, who's uh, who's guiding the animals? Who's uh, at the reins? I'll be me, Lily Vesper. All right, Vesper's <laughs> at the reins. Vesper, you actually you spot a hundred feet away from the road, uh, sort of towards the west, uh, a band of vultures hovering over a large carcass as the sun kind of shines bright on it, and the heat is carrying. Yeah, your lizard folk knows probably detect this. Like the, you can taste the air as a lizard folk, and it tastes like decomposition. Bodies. <laughs> what do you guys do? Do you tell us? Yes, I would tell you guys. <laughs> We're like Violet, and point at them. Like, there's death in the air. Shit. Uh, do do they notice us? Uh, roll perception check. I wanna. You have to now. Uh, <laughs> natural one. <laughs> Violet is just what? I mean, you're looking 
but the 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 smell is kind of getting to you now. So you got a hundred feet off the the road. There's it's the you, you can't really see what they're hovering above of because it's kind of it's covered by the, the rocky formation. Uh, so you would have to probably move a little bit forward and or go over, you know, get out of the wagon and go over to check what it is. Well, do we want to check or can we just move along? Whatever it is, it's dead. Uh, and the birds will probably not going to like if we're mass with their food. I don't about think size, I could eat you. <laughs> I think it's better if we just m move along. Or do you want to fuck some birds? <laughs> Calm down, Gramps. I wouldn't want to fuck the birds. <laughs> I'm that. glad to know that. <laughs> but if there's dead bodies, there might be some loot as well. Can we notice what the dead bodies are from this distance? Or no? uh, are you, they animals? Are they people? Uh, okay, I mean, maybe Vesper would know this better. Uh, Vesper, can you give me a nature check, please? Yes. Not a very high DC for you, because you've lived in the wild. 13. A 13. Yeah. On a 13, first of all, um, necrophages would probably run away from you. Uh, and in the, the case of these vultures, they don't seem very big. I mean, you don't feel threatened. You've lived in the wild. You don't feel threatened by those, in, uh, in particular. But, I mean, whatever they're hovering over surely is dead. Um... Could there be predators above or or around? I mean, if vultures are already getting on it, most likely not. Because do we know if this road has a lot of merchants, people, or if the the road does have a lot of merchants that you know of? Yeah, and it it is the uh, most traveled road in the entirety of the grass because this road connects Sogak, which is the southern port of of Ipsa. Uh, the southern, southern port city of Ipsa, uh, and thus it connects the, this southern section to uh, the world, to the rest of the world. So there's a lot of people traveling here, moving to Vulcan, moving to Kalma, or the, the Twin Cities, actually. Um, so, you know, definitely. We could try to get a little bit closer just to see what's there. Well, I'll stay in the cart to uh, <laughs> protect it. <laughs> Smart move. <laughs> Alright, so who's moving in to check? Uh, I I can go. I'll go with I'll go with Violet. Alright. Are, are you are you guys going uh, stealthily? stealthily yes. Okay, so yes. both of you roll stealth checks for me, please. I'm gonna roll with the new dice. If you see anything, scream! Oh, Don't scream. <laughs> so Vesper, what'd uh, you get? Uh, dirty twenty. Okay, wait, so Vesper got a natural one, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you guys approach. Uh, as you're climbing up the rocky formation to look past it, Vesper... Wait, actually... You have claws, right? Yes. So this this would not work... Well, let's just say you toot. Um, so <laughs> as, you, as you're uh, walking up, you let out a little one. Um, and you... You see, the, you see the vultures, um, kind of they acknowledge your presence, and one of the, one of them kind of flies away uh, as you guys are are approaching it. But 
climbing up this rocky formation, um, you can see a carcass of a large toad, about the size oh, of a horse. <laughs> it's about the size of a horse, and it is upside down. It's not Roberto. That's fine. Um, is it pink? <laughs> it's not. It's not. The belly is ripped apart, and its guts are like just spread on the ground. On its back, um, you can kind of see from here. Uh, there are these like giant dark red warts, um, but to know a little bit more, you'd probably have to get closer. Okay, the moment I see that, I probably tell Vesper, run. <laughs> Yeah, that's not worth it. Not worth it. Run. Actually, if you will allow me to give you a little bit of information due to the 13 nature check that we have from uh, Vesper, you know that this is a Kokulu toad. And Kokulu toads, uh, their warts are actually very valuable. Oh my god. <laughs> actually. <laughs> but do we have any. Yeah, well, we have to throw it into the bag of holding, right? Uh, you can remove the warts. You can try to remove the warts from it if you want. How big oh, are the warts? Uh, they're about this. They're about the size of, um, I would say, like a, a handball ball. You know, the actual handball. They're about the size. Or a football, an American football. They're about that size, but, you know, round. Okay, sure. I'll, I'll try to remove one. Vesper, stay there. And don't fart, please. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was the ale. Do you have uh, a dagger or any tool that could possibly assist in removing it? Um, <clears throat> probably need something sharp to do it. I actually don't. But I was hoping with my right hand to give a little of... <laughs> that would... Actually, sure. You can try to do that. Pop it! <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go there and try to give it a zzz? Yeah. All right, you move over to the toad. The vultures kind of, they're still circling around. They're, they don't, some of them scatter away, but there's still three or, or four uh, circling around the body. Uh, you reach it, and as soon as you get there, you see that the, the, the crevices and the red warts on its body, because the body is also full of crevices and like little um, uh, uh, kind of uh, wrinkles you see that these are filled with fungi. And one of the warts is actually broken and it holds kind of a, a pus um, uh, sort of liquid that emits a very potent smell. And what you were smelling is not the decomposition, it's the, it's the wart. Um, you, uh, you would know, uh, or well, Vesper would know that the toad bursts the warts intentionally in order to defend itself from predators. Um, there are some of them that are burst, but, um, so you are going to try to zap one of them. Um, all right, I'm going to need a dexterity check from you then. Uh, straight dex. Yeah, straight dex. Ten. A ten. It splashes <laughs> all over your, fla your face. Um, it, it, it stinks. It stinks. <laughs> It's probably the worst smell that you've ever smelled in your entire life. Uh, you take three points of poison damage. Um, and actually, wait. Yeah. 
and seven points of acid damage. Oh my um, God. As it begins I singeing your skin. Throw up. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you see, you see Violet in the distance just puking next to the next to the the toad. Like with my hands Thank on God, my I'm way, not a on my, sympathetic on my puker. <laughs> can, I, can I can I see her from where we are? Uh, you'd have to climb up the, okay. the the little rock formation, or I mean, you can go with the cart a little bit further. Uh, to just try to curve around the rock, if you no, want we to. No, were, we were standing still. We were standing, oh, standing. Okay. I say, uh, I'm well. done. I am fucking done. I'm going. <laughs> and I, I just... Vesper, <laughs> <laughs> you, you see Violet really mad moving through you, and her hair is pasty. Her her face just smells. Um, I, I do this to myself. <laughs> there are still warts on the body, if you want to go try to collect them. I don't have anything. Sh I mean, my claws are sharp. <laughs> Does that your, count? Your claws could work. The DC would probably be a little bit higher, but your claws could work. <clears throat> do you want to do it? Judging by Violet's reaction, I'm the no. <laughs> Just leave you're it. not gonna do it. Okay, you're gonna leave it. Um, okay, it's so not worth the money. <laughs> you, you you go back. Um, As I pass by Violet, I hand her like my water skin and be like, "Here, wash yourself off." <laughs> Violet? Violet? Hello? <laughs> oh, we lose it. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I am completely lagged here, so I have no oh, idea no. what she said. Oh, no. Oh, there you go. I didn't know she was talking to me. I gave Vesper gave Violet her water skin and told her to clean herself off. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. We're going, by the way. We're going. And I just... <laughs> I just clean myself. And I say to her, let's pretend this never happened. Not a word. Okay. So that, that was yeah, funny. Yeah, it's not gonna be suspicious that you show up smelling like shit and fool. <laughs> so, Violet and Vesper go, go back to the car, to the cart, and... G, you you were like you were tucked in a little bit of sleep, right? You wake up instantly with the most intense sulfuric poop smell that <laughs> you can. Did you do it? No, I think that was you. But also, I think uh, it's them. Uh, Mine don't smell like this. <laughs> how did it uh, go? What happened? They don't taste like Nothing this either. Nope. Uh, do don't I... worry about it. <laughs> Can I notice if um, Violet is? She's like, wet. Okay, but clean. Yeah, but clean. But and stinky. And stinky as shit. Okay. Uh, so without her um, saying anything, can I cast prestidigitation to clean her? You can. That would remove the smell if you do it. So tell us yeah. how this how does this happen? So I start just playing it on my lute, a very simple and clean melody <laughs> <laughs> and then you kind of see uh, some wind just to leave the loot in uh, violet's direction all right you feel a little breeze um move to the back of your neck violet and the smell seems to kind of wash away uh, do i notice it's coming from her are you trying to hide this emily no, not at all. <laughs> okay, you notice that it's that it's her playing that's causing this, yeah. <clears throat> Thank you, Emily. <clears throat> I nod. 
<laughs> All right. Um, I get close to Emily. I look her in the eyes. You see that's like G is making like a very effort like face. And I fart. You <laughs> see? They don't smell like that. I almost throw up a little bit, but I I hold it in. Uh yeah, G, that's because you're used to the smell of your own farts. Oh. God, this is the I try to taste the air. It doesn't taste the same either. <laughs> okay. I start ignoring G. I go back and I sit. I All sit right. In the front. So we continue. Yeah. Yeah. Can I let G air out? So, um, to continue now, um, we're gonna we're gonna say you guys can bed down for um, can bed down for that day. Uh, for that that second day of travel, finishing it. If there's anything you guys want to talk about during this time, you may do so. Uh, let me just ask. This was the eleventh, right? Uh, so this is the this is gonna be the twelfth, actually. Yeah, because okay, it was two so, days, right? Okay, yeah. So now mm-hmm. we're on the twelfth. Yeah, you're on uh, midday twelfth, I would say. Okay. Okay. And we're, uh, so we're gonna camp here. Uh, if you want to wait on that spot, or you can continue traveling for another half day, kind of confuse my math a little bit. You know, it's up to you. I said, I said, I say we should travel until night at least. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Camp in the nighttime. All right. So you you travel a little bit. Okay. So okay. Let's actually make this easier. Um, so let's just say it, this traveling actually takes ten and a half days. So you do half day first, and you camp, and then you just do everything straight after that, and this way it's easier. So, okay, DM. Okay. So, dude, don't make me do this math, please. Uh, so the way that this this is going to go, uh, so that's going to be twelve, and then two days, fourteenth. So right now is the end of the fourteenth of Asari, as you guys, um, uh, you guys sleep. So, anything you guys want to discuss during this camping time? Are we like around the fire pit or something? However you would love, you would like to make this this camp, it's okay. up to you. Under the stars, around <laughs> the fire pit. Singing Kumbaya. So, Emily, why do you keep saying you're D, Emily? We don't ever heard ever about an Emily. Why are you D, Emily? Because there's only one. No, there's not. I knew a no gnome, no gnome, and her name was Emily. But she had a last name. No, it was Emily. No, I'm pretty sure it was not. I like my name is G. G. Is it just G? Well, I am D G. B G. I see. I'm going to start calling you that then. Well, DG. And you see, like, my. DG. I... Gigantic nuts in your face. <laughs> Dude, really? You had to do that. You had to ruin this perfect little moment. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> no, I don't say that. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Okay, so <laughs> I, I have a. Uh, I have an item called uh, Quincy and Pepper. 
which is a magical item uh, that just writes everything that I want and basically just accompanies me throughout the adventures to get some inspiration for lyrics. And the moment that G told me that he is the G, you see the pen just writing the G. Well, what's your background? Who's you, where you come from? I come from very far away. I used to live with my parents in a tavern and I've always wanted to get out. Did they die? No, they're still alive. I hope. Why? Why they're still alive? <laughs> no, uh, why did you leave? It was boring. Well, the first thing we did when you joined us was going to a t -t tavern. Because I love taverns to sing and to socialize, but not to work there, serving other people. I so like to entertain. Your parents don't have a last name? They do. What is it? I'd rather not say. Well, then you're not joining Felix Morris. <laughs> oh, too late for that, sir. I'm already in. Violet! <laughs> Violet's just chilling. What? She's not telling me her parents' names. <laughs> and why do you want us to know that? I don't know. <laughs> then leave her alone. And me. You're lucky this time. I'm always lucky. And you won't let sleep. it go, by the way. <laughs> I'll just go to sleep. As I cover myself, you just see the covers going as I let out another fart. It's an old man. is very, very... Gastroenteritis. IRL. <laughs> um, it's a lot of sweet potato. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we go into watches? Oh gosh. I, I, I'll go uh, a little bit further away from the fire and just start uh, practicing and composing a song. Oh, all right. So as you guys look upon the beautiful night sky here in the, in the grasp, you can see the the tones, the the the, the, the sort of uh, purples and 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 washed out yellows almost of the stars. Um, you guys are gonna have to take watches for the night because you are in dangerous territory. So <laughs> G, we already know G ain't taking the first watch. <laughs> um, so who wants to take first watch for for the for for this uh, this night? I'll I'll do it. All right, Violet's first watch will perception check for me. If you want to have anyone awake with you, you, can also do that. Uh, 16. 16. Um, you hear the, these kind of like low grumbles in the ground. It's just... But you know that here in the grass there are a lot of uh, burrowing creatures. Um, and you kind of... You, you hear the this constant low grumble during the night as they move around the grass, but none seem to be threatening you at the moment. Um... So you finish your watch uh, perfectly fine. Who do you wake up for second? I I see G lying down with his belly up. <laughs> I'll just leave him alone and I'll wake up Vesper. 
All right, go ahead. Understandable. <laughs> oh, Vesper will wake up easily. She's used to this. All right, so Vesper, if there's nothing you want to say to Violet, I will have you roll a perception check for me as well. As you take the next watch. 15. 15. Watch goes out with no problems. Doesn't seem like you guys are deep enough in the grasp after two days after two days uh, for having anything too dangerous come your way so far. Final watch. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say we, we take three watches and they're a little bit longer just so you guys can if you ever want to can have two people uh, during a watch. Uh, at any point. So final watch would be Emily. Emily, is there anything you want to do? And I say to Vesper, she wakes you up. No, I I wake up. I stop hugging my loot. <laughs> oh. I, I start uh, taking the watch. Let's do it. Perception. Can handle it. <laughs> fifteen. Jesus, what's wrong with you guys in fifteens? Um, <laughs> nothing. Nothing wrong. She rolled two fives. What do you mean? <laughs> That's that's true. Uh, there was a, na- a natural one already as well. I'm just yeah. Um, so during your watch, uh, Emily, during the final watch, you notice something. You look at G, and G is G is just deep sleeping, deep as deeply as it probably gets. As you have ever seen even drunk people sleep in a tavern. But both Violet and Vesper, they seem to be restless in their sleep. They're moving a lot. You, yourself, you don't feel, you don't feel like you've rested truly since the moment you went to sleep. I mean, sure, you feel your capabilities kind of back, but your eyes still feel heavy. Your brain still feels foggy. And now that you think of it, I mean, it's been like this for a while. It's been like this for a little over two months. And in that final watch, as everybody wakes up in the, the except G, and the sun is rising, um, uh, he wakes up very early. He's an old man. Oh yeah, true, true. just as the, the first ray of sunlight, G is up instantly. But you see Vesper and 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 Violet as they they come up. You guys both also feel a strange fog in your brain. You've been feeling this for again these oh little over two months, but it just seems to have been getting progressively worse, and you can't. You can't pinpoint exactly what's happening. It's like you have a you've been having a dream every night, but you don't know what that dream is. And the only sort of clear picture of your sleep that you guys have, well, the only one of you that does have that is Violet in that one dream she had. But it just feels like you're missing something every time you wake up. But you all wake up sure enough you can take your breakfast say good morning to each other and then whoever wants to take the second roll for the the next two days tell me G? 
if you wanted. Oh, good, because uh, me and her went out, mm. so now it could be the two of you. But okay. But you do it. Come on, D6. 12. Oh, it wasn't a D20? <laughs> no, it was a D6, oh, 12. 12. I thought first was a D20. Dude, you're, the, you're the, those people from your TikTok. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> two. A two. All right. So, a two. Hmm. <clears throat> You guys blitz through the wasteland uh, pretty well. Uh, you spot some people traveling. They they all kind of greet you, travelers. You know that this is rough. This is a rough place, and and all the tieflings and, and people that are original from here um, or, or that have been born here, they kind of all share that uh, that sense of surviving. In these harsh conditions, is just it's better than you know trying to assault you or do anything. Uh, and so you know, at some point, people even give you supplies. They give you water in exchange for anything that you you know might give them. Just to, even if it's just a piece of food, some of them just give it out freely. Uh, but you guys have regular two days of travel um, before the next night. Now, I will say. If this, if there's nothing you guys want to change in after these uh, these next two days, um, we're gonna keep your rolls for the watch, and proceed onward with the next day, if you want. All right. So next day of travel, you you uh, you guys have rested again. That same feeling, that same fog comes over you, but for the next block of two days. So so far we've done four days of travel. The next block of two days, I'm gonna have someone else roll. Please, who wants to roll a d6 for me? I'll do it. All right, go Vesper. Cool, a one. <laughs> a one. Vesper, I'm gonna need you to roll another d6 for me. Six. A six. Both right. ends of the spectrum. <laughs> Got it. Uh, give me just one moment. I need to find my. Uh, where is it? Uh, where is it? Where is it? Is oh. anyone counting the days? Are we on the nineteenth now? Uh, so. Seventeenth. Uh, Sixteenth. Seventeenth, more or less. We're going. This two by two. So yeah. We so were on the fifteenth. We were. So. No, you, we already traveled ten, uh, five, the first time around, right? It was ten days so, and a half. The total yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. You we're guys on traveled the last half. You guys traveled half. No, wait. You guys traveled half first, and then you rested, which which brought us to the eleventh. Then you traveled two days. That brought us to the thirteenth, right? Okay. Then you traveled two days again. Brought us to the fifteenth. Uh, so um, now we're on the other block of two days before the seventeenth. Uh, all right. Um, let me find the thing. Okay. All right. So. You guys, as you are um, traveling through the the wastelands of um, of the grasp, the skies are clear for most of your time now. But as you begin approaching kind of the half point, the halfway point of your travel, you see the clouds are starting to cover the skies. As you approach Sogak, which is a naturally colder place um, for you guys. So I hate the cold. Yeah, it's starting to get it's starting to get chillier, especially at night. But 
as you guys are as you guys are traveling, the clouds seem to um, still let through a little bit of rays of sunlight. I'm gonna need everybody to uh, roll a perception check for me. Thirteen. Twelve. Oh A natural one. Okay. <laughs> Damn, your perception is <laughs> nine. It was the it was the wart. So. Yeah. <laughs> it was traumatizing. This is gonna be funny. Um. So there's. Give me one moment, guys. I'm sorry. This there's a lot of papers and tables and stuff. Take your time. <laughs> okay. So. As you guys are traveling and you're jolly on, Emily's playing her lute, popping out a tune for everybody. You're all talking. And then suddenly, you begin hearing a strange noise. <laughs> you hear... <laughs> as a giant body crashes on top of the wagon. Um, oh, Emily, break. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. Emily, I'm gonna need you. Uh, I'm gonna need you to roll a dexterity saving throw. You have to build, uh, to beat a 17. We're dying! <laughs> 15. A 15. Give me a second. All right, so um, let me find uh, where where are my d8s? Where are my d8s? Give me a second. Two, three. I need another one. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks, thanks, G. I appreciate it. Ten, eighteen. Um. So I've got. I need my pen. I need my pen. Where's my pen? Where's my pen? I get my pen. Okay, there you go. So we got, and we've got eighteen plus nineteen. Uh, plus six, nine, eleven plus eleven. Are you guys okay? I can't see shit. <laughs> you, 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 just wait. you just wait. You just wait. You just wait. I'm just making some. We're positive. You sure you don't have any pustin in your eyes? I'll 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 deal with you guys in a second. Something in my eye. What oh. me? What? what uh, actually, actually, I'm gonna need all of you to roll dexterity saving throws for me, please. Oh my fucking. Oh my fucking. Dexterity. Yeah. 13. Everybody. 20 27. Okay. <laughs> 19. 19. Okay, so everybody under 17 failed. Okay, so <clears throat> Emily and everybody else. Emily, you take 61 points of bludgeoning damage. 61? 61, as a huge, and you are stunned, as a huge crater opens up. You guys are all kicked away, and you take... Uh, the ones who failed are going to take 18 points of bludgeoning damage. 
Whoever succeeded takes nine. Well, like... You take 61, Emily. As you see this giant cloud of dust. <laughs> and then, as you guys finally are pushed away, you're knocked back from this explosion. You see a small crater is formed and... <sighs> this giant gargantuan bird, the black bird with red eyes and this kind of stone beak um, emerges from the cloud. I'm gonna need everybody <laughs> to roll <laughs> initiative. Uh, and I'm gonna need you on the map to place your disposition here if you could. Don't forget to add your initiative plus if you're using normal dice. Oh, six. Natural one. So the um, bird is where the wagon was, right? The bird is going to be where the wagon is. Yo, and what is this noise? Oh. You guys uh, can place yourselves kind of... Um, you, if you guys can place yourselves kind of where you would be kicked out. So everybody else um, is going to be kicked away. Who, whoever failed is prone. Um, whoever failed the saving throw is prone. So G is prone. Uh, both Vesper and um, Violet, you guys just take the half damage and are pushed 20 feet away from the crater. So 20 feet away from where he is. Emily is going to be the only one right next to this creature. Like this? Like that, exactly. Uh, so, give, give me one, one moment and we'll, I'll answer all questions. I'm so no, sorry. I'm just, it's not a, a question and I'm just going to say that I'm currently on the floor. <laughs> Yeah. Not responding. Oh, are you are you unconscious? Yeah. Oh, oh shit. She's stunned. Oh, you're no, 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 no. Yeah. All right. She's going for it to be good. Um, oh, boy. So, you guys, as, as this happens, you guys finally realize that this bird was flying above you and dive bombed beak first into the ground and smacked into Emily. I rolled a d4 to see which one of you would take the central part of the damage. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Emily that did, because uh, it was it was striking kind of for the center of the the wagon. So Emily got the brunt of it. Um, <laughs> but it raises up. Let's uh, let's talk initiative. So, um, who uh, from uh, twenty five to twenty? Anybody? No. From twenty to fifteen. Nineteen. Sixteen. Okay. So, uh, Violet. Uh, G. What's your dex? My dex is 16. Okay. Uh, then it is going to be Vesper and then um, Emily, who is unconscious. <laughs> so, top of the round, Violet, it's your turn. You see this creature screech out this kind of echoing uh, bird, strange bird noise uh, that I can't possibly mimic correctly. Uh, what are you doing? Okay, I I see Emily on the ground, yeah. probably with her eyes closed. Uh, yeah. Um, I immediately run to Emily. Okay. And I give her a superior healing. Right, so that's gonna be oh, your sorry. action. Go yeah. ahead and roll the the superior healing, if you did for me. Go there. Uh, the superior healing is wait. Eighty four plus eight. I'm gonna roll here. Got it. Uh, uh, 
28 healing. 28. All right. You come back to life, uh, Emily. You, your chest kind of was crushed from the, the beak of the creature smacking into you, but it magically just restores itself as um, as uh, Violet manages to, to heal you up. Um, um, anything else you want to do? I will action surge. Action surge? Action surge. <laughs> uh, and I will go straight to the bird. Yeah. And... Um... I will attack! Go ahead! First attack roll of the campaign! Woo! <laughs> um. Actually, no, your first attack roll was the bunch of grime. Okay. <laughs> true. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> Domestic abuse. Okay. I will do two attacks normally. Got it. Wait, I don't remember what my attack is. Plus eight. Uh, plus eight. Uh, 16. Uh, a 16, as it is facing you and facing Emily, you go to punch it and you see it lower its beak and block it with the stone of the beak. And you, you feel your, you feel like you're hitting a rock and you don't manage to, to get a, a hit from it as it blocks it with its face. Another 16. <laughs> boom, boom, you keep punching the beak, but it's not breaking. It's tough and it's moving around to adjust to your punches. It's actually... A lot quicker than you would think. Shit. I'll, I'll try another one. Ooh. Oh, this one hits 17 plus 8. So. Yeah, that is going to hit. Go ahead and roll damage. And um, I will use a combo dice. Die okay. To try to knock out the creature. Okay. Does knockout work on um, large and bigger creatures? It just says... Target the creature to make a constitution saving throw. No, oh, alright. Got it. So the other ones are the ones that... The, the knocking prone and stuff. Okay. Uh, got it. So a constitution saving throw from it and roll the damage. Okay, the damage. It's... Uh, 1d4. <clears throat> uh... It's uh, six. Uh, wait, it's six plus. So six bludgeoning, I believe. Yeah. And uh, two lightning damage. Six points of bludgeoning, two lightning damage. Uh, so this was a left-handed punch. Um, so uh, it rolled a 13 on its constitution saving throw. He rolled what? Uh, 14. Uh, uh, excuse, excuse me, 13. There you go. Uh, then. Thanks. Well, 13 fails. And what he happens? is now, I believe, incapacitated until my next turn. Alright, so you can't take any actions or reactions. So you see Violet punch the beak twice, but as it baits, baits him to go one way to protect it, uh, itself from the next attack, she strikes at the, the chest, kind of trying to aim for the heart of the creature. And as her left hand delivers this electric shock towards the heart, the creature falls down or crumples a little bit onto the ground, trying to flap its wings as it can no longer uh, take actions or reactions uh, until the end of your next turn, right? Uh, yeah, and I say to Emily, run. Okay, got it. That ends your turn. G. 
It's yours. I would like to rage. <laughs> All that rage! Okay. So you're gonna get me a. Do it! Do Come it! Come on! Gotta let out a, a barbaric rage. You hear G getting up. So, it's a, yeah, he has to get up, right? The other yeah. he's, uh, he's prone. He's prone. Dusting off. Clicks on the on the staff, turns into the hammer. <laughs> and he just fucking. <laughs> All right. Runs. Uh, roll on the rage and, table. Uh, where's my rage table? <laughs> on the rage overdrive. If you click rage overdrive, you'll have your rage table appear right. on the right. And it's a D four. Yeah. Mm, discharge. Tell us what happens. The volatile arcane energy stored in your prosthetic is suddenly released in the form of lightning. You and all creatures within five feet must make a constitution saving throw. On a failure, they are stunned until the start of your next turn. Creatures who begin their turn... Creatures who begin their turn within five feet of you take 1d4 lightning damage for the duration of your rage. At 10th level, you can actively direct an electrical discharge... You can use your bonus action or subsequent turns to target one creature. You must make a dexterity saving throw on a failure. They take 4d6 lightning damage. All right, so you see G's mechanical arm start to charge up with electricity as it charges up his own veins as well. And his old face is starting to look a little bit light blue. Um, so he, I'm going to say you rage when you move into, into him to see if it gets stunned. Yeah. So it needs to roll constitution saving throw. That is an eight. It is going to get stunned. So it it no, it no longer is only incapacitated. It is now stunned as well. Um, so you have advantage on attack rolls against it if you want. Oh, and you also have to roll a constitution saving throw to see if you're not stunned. Myself? Yeah. It's everybody. Oh yeah, you and all creatures. Okay. Constitution saving. Uh-oh. That's a natural one. Oh. <laughs> I'm stunned. <laughs> G runs up. Ah! He rages. He's charged up with electricity, and then you just see him. And he's, he's frozen in place. But the creature is stunned, too. And uh, at the beginning of his turn, he takes... Uh... Wait. Creatures who begin their turn within five feet of you take D4. one before. Yeah. All right. Well, it's his turn now. Which means he's going to take a d4, and he's stunned. So go ahead and roll a d4. See how much damage he takes. The cute one. <laughs> Three. Three points of damage. That's not bad. As He's zapped a little bit to the side. Uh, he's still looking uh, pretty well. So the stun, is it at the, uh, until the end of the creature's turn, or...? Um... On a failure, they are stunned until the start of your next turn, so until okay. my turn. So it's until your turn, then you will lose the stun on your next turn as well. Alright, G and the, the thing's turn have ended, which brings us to Vesper. It's your turn. Miss okay. Vesper is going to run around to the back of this little bastard. Alright. <laughs> Don't forget, you're, you spend half of your movement speed getting up. I was she, she succeeded. I, I, I succeeded. Oh, okay, she, okay, okay, yeah. okay. And plus, I'm a monk. I can move 50 feet. <laughs> I can go far. <laughs> True. So, with that said, 
I'm going to give it a whack with the staff. Give it a whack with the staff. You have advantage because it is stunned and because you're flanking and because of... Everything. 25? 25 hits for sure. You can go ahead and roll your damage. Oh, that, are you two-handing or one-handing it? That'll be a one-hand. All right, so then that will be eight points of damage to it. As you whack it across the back, trying to sort of, you know, break a bone somewhere near the, the, the tail of, of this thing, the feathered tail, you whack it, and it it can't even move to react to the whack <laughs> because it's stunned and currently electrified. And what else? I, I will kick it. <laughs> you will kick it? <laughs> as I'm gonna bone. kick it. Oh no, actually, put you- the staff, Put oh. the staff down and like, and then like, Kick my feet out at it. <laughs> Got it. This is still your action attack, right? Yes. Okay. 27. 27. It hits. Damage. Go ahead and roll damage. Well, Eight. There it is. So... Okay. So you stand on your staff, kick it. It still can't react, but it's taking damage. <laughs> that's, what I, that's the point. And then we'll go with the flurry of blows, of course. All right, bonus action, key point, spin flurry of blows, hit it twice. Bop, bop. Go. Natural 20. <laughs> there you go. So That's the first the one. For that one. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> big um, numbers, seven? big numbers, two. Let me see. So it's, so, four. so it's four plus your modifier, which is five. Nine. Uh, so it's nine points of damage. Huge. Describe that natural 20 to me. How, how, how does that happen? So after I did the little kick thing, I flipped it and whipped it with my tail. <laughs> oh God, it's a tail whip. <laughs> yeah. All right, you flip and you and you hit it with your tail. You still have another one? Yes, one more, let's go. 19. That hits, definitely. And damage. Seven, Seven. awesome. How does that look? That was just a like swipe. All right, so you 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 flip back, you land on top of your staff, kind of karate kid style, and you just swipe at it with your with your claw as you then jump down. Um, I mean, it's you see the slash marks, you see the blood flowing from you, you you sense that you've crushed bone um, uh, from this creature, but it still looks pretty healthy after this pummeling. Uh, is that your turn, Vesper? That is me done. All right, Emily, it's your turn. Hi. So, before I move away, I turn into the bird and I start doing uh, a cantrip okay. called Vicious Mockery. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Time for revenge. And I go, you're so big, your mom abandoned you. And I... <laughs> what, what saving throw is that? Um... A wisdom saving throw. A wisdom saving throw. Uh, oh, that's a nine. So it fails. All right. So go ahead and roll damage. I'm going to roll seven psychic damage. Seven psychic damage. Uh, okay, and now it has disadvantage on something, right? Uh, yeah, me. I can read. Um... Have disadvantage on next attack roll and makes before the end of its next turn. Okay, got it. Understood. Uh, okay, so you make fun of him. You can still you still have your movement. It can't attack of opportunity you because yeah. it's stunned. Yeah. So I'll I'll move here. 
Uh, I'll pick up my loot and I'll go just that. Okay. Uh, which is the note for my bardic inspiration. Uh, I'll do it for G. All which, right. Uh, I'll I'll explain. Um, for ten minutes, the creature can add a two-one ability ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. This can be added after seeing the roll, but before knowing the outcome. Okay. Have right. what? Uh, you have. Uh, you can add a d10, a, isn't it? A d10. Okay. I just saved their yeah. fucking life. What an ungrateful brat. <laughs> <laughs> He's stunned. <laughs> Poor dude is just a genius. Yeah. the bird from the dead. Ungrateful brat. <laughs> this is where Velox Morse ends. <laughs> All the robotic Everybody wants Emily's bardic inspiration. Oh and this is how they break apart. After, yeah. after four days okay. of traveling. I'll keep uh, moving uh, this yeah. way. Then Got it. Wait, uh, how many? How many? How much time does the bardic inspiration last? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Oh, okay, okay. Um. All right. So, Emily, that ends your turn. Mm-hmm. Violet, back to you. Still stunned, right? Still stunned. <laughs> and with a disadvantage. Yeah. To the next saving throw it makes. Okay. So Violet is going for it, like a hungry tiger. <laughs> uh, so I will boom zap boom boom zap boom go ahead boom zap boom and advantage uh, with advantage yeah okay um, wait I think it's plus 8 okay uh, 17 17 hits it is uh, it, it actually well it is facing you Oh, sorry, it's not with advantage. I only ro rolled one. Okay, go ahead. Okay, uh, 16 plus 8. That hits, that hits, yeah. Um, okay. I... Oh, it's, it's already stunned, so... Uh... I'm not going to do anything. Okay, it's just... It's going to be... Um... Regular attack roll? Yeah. Uh... 8 plus 4, 12. 12 points of damage wow. on the first hit. No, 12 bludgeoning plus 4 uh, thunder. Plus 4 thunders. Uh, thunder, so a total of 16. Okay, I'm gonna roll the other 2. So a 17. 17. 17. Uh, was that with advantage? Oh, no. <laughs> Forget. <laughs> um, 13 plus 8, 21. That hits. Two, two bludgeoning plus three uh, lightning. Uh, so five total. Uh, five total, yes. Still another one. And I have another one. With this one, I will uh, use a combo. Uh, if I if I hit, of course. Yeah. Uh, I will use bob and weave. Bob and Weave, is, 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 you don't attack. It's a full action to use Bob and Weave. Oh, it is? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so you just have to... Either it's a regular attack or you have to do okay, something else. Okay, then it's a, it's a regular attack. Uh, 15 plus 8. It's that hits. Hit. Roll damage. And... Uh, 1... 2... 3... 4... 5... 6... 7... 8... 9... 10... 11... 12... 13... 14... 15... 16... 17... 18... 
with six ton thunder damage. Describe to me, how does that look? So, uh, Violet loves to fight, so she will just put on her attacking stance. Her boxer stance, yeah? <laughs> boxer stance, and boom, zap, boom. All right, in, you just, in, her, in the face. In the face, you're actually face, going for the, the face. face. Of the, of the bird. All right, you see, you see, Violet. Kind of, she. It is a huge creature, so Violet kind of has to step on its chest to go up, and you see her fists move at this like incredible speed, uh, given the gauntlets that she wears. As in the middle of the air, she just goes, and you see this. Every strike she does with her right hand, um, you you hear the kind of the, the sound barrier being broken and with every strike of her lef left hand you see you see the creature being zapped as it goes and it, it can't still react it can't still move out of this um you see that the, the wings the feathers on the wings are all just kind of oddly shaped now pointing in different directions as it's trying to grasp control of its uh, huge physical form all right violet you're not moving you're staying i'm staying all right, at the end of your turn, it is no longer incapacitated. It is now G's turn. At the start of its turn, it's no longer stunned. And G, you are also uh, no longer in the effect of stun. Okay. So it says that um, <clears throat> I can use a bonus action on subsequent turns. Yeah. To <laughs> zap him. I, that's not an attack, right? No, it's that's just your bonus, bonus action. action. Just your bonus action. And it doesn't stun. No, just the 46 <laughs> lightning. Okay. So I'm gonna go for that. So All I right. Have to do that saving throw. Like saving throw, that is a twelve. <clears throat> ten, ten, a ten. How do I it's... see? Your saving throw should be uh, around the rage overdrive thing, or it should teach you how to calculate. But I can check that. I'm pretty uh, sure sorry. ten fails. Um, the effect requires a saving throw. The DC is equal to eight plus my proficiency plus my constitution. That's so probably eight. Was my my constitution bonus right? Yeah, which is a three. Um, it fails. It fails already. All right. So I have to. I'm gonna roll it here to be easier. Yeah, forty-six. Uh, roll of forty-six. That's seventeen. Seventeen points of damage. All right. And then I wanna hit it with my thinker bonker. <laughs> Go ahead and do that, my brother. No, that no. Is uh, I'm, I'm gonna say something. Um, yeah. Oh, wait. Actually, no, you can't get flying because Violet is in that position. Um, you could get a reckless attack if you want. Because I'm raging. Uh, not because you're raging. Bar uh, barbarians can just declare reckless attacks. Uh, you have advantage on the attack, but then it will have advantage attacking you. Okay, I will do that. So I'll roll again. Yeah, go ahead. That's 26. 26 is going to hit. And then I'm gonna go for my 1d10. All right. I think it's two-handed. You're two-handing it. Okay. F for the sake of this, since you are um, since you are two-handing it. Uh, okay. So the, the way this the way this works with your prosthetic arm, if you can use uh, the bonus the the the, the a two-handed weapon as if you were right. holding it with one hand. Uh, and this way, you also get an extra damage dice of that weapon by holding it with that one hand. So if you just one-hand it, you're going to get 2d10 uh, plus the thunder or lightning damage that you have, if you want to do that. Why would it be 2d10? Wait. Because you deal an extra damage dice if you're holding it with your um, 
mechanical arm because you're, you're. But I did. But I did discharge, so I can't. You can. You can. Because you can, that arm would be unusable. Um, no, no, it's not. You can. You can still attack with it. Okay. It's still functioning. So do I roll twice? Uh, yeah, you can just roll one uh, uh, d10 twice. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Plus the extra. Did that go? Uh, it did not. I don't see it. No. It's because for some reason these ones are with the 3D dice. Um. It was. Uh. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Where's my story? Why didn't it send on? This just... is why I don't like. I'm just yeah, it gonna was, roll. It was only on you have you have dice. Rounds. You have dice next yeah. to you, man. That's what I'm gonna do. Uh, that's a d12. That's not what I want. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> wait, wait. That's a d10. Yeah, that's a d10. I'm a professional d and -er. That's also a d10. Okay, so two d10s. Two d10. That's five and seven. Five and seven. Twelve. Uh, so 12 plus... So 24. Wait. Total 24. Total 25. So because uh, it's 1d10 plus 6. Oh, sh... Yeah, but the, the modifier doesn't double. Yeah, but for each roll. No, it's... Uh, oh, okay, the, so... It's okay, 2d10 so it's 12, plus 6. So it's 12 plus 6. Okay, 18, yeah. Plus uh, 1d8. Plus 1d8. Which is lightning damage. Where's my 8? Here's my eight. Four. Plus four lightning. All right. That was one attack. You still have another one, and it's reckless, so you have advantage. That was one attack? That was just one attack. <laughs> but no, I, did, I did rage overdrive, and then I used reckless for the Tinker Bunker. You did the rage overdrive, which is a bonus action. Then you use your attack action, uh, which gives you two attacks. So that was your first wreck. Your... First, I failed, and then I used the. No, 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 no. no. You had an advantage. Right? They had advantage because it was reckless. That's you still you have another advantage. attack now. It's a whole Which is new my world. normal attack. It's it, uh, reckless attacks. The only thing reckless attacks does is give you advantage on your attack rolls. So you have two attack rolls per turn. You did one with advantage now, so you have a regular attack now. Yeah, another yeah, one. So it's there a normal attack. Yeah, with advantage because it's reckless. It cock. <clears throat> That's sorry. <laughs> He's recovering That's from the stun. 28. 28 fucking hits. Yeah. Okay. You can go ahead and roll the damage again. So 2d10 uh, plus 6. Now I'll roll the d10s manually again. 2d10s. That's 8 plus 6. 8 plus 6. Got it. Plus 6. Yeah. So 8 plus 6 plus 6. And then a 1d8. 2. All right. Describe how this... Uh, Furious uh, striking looks like, including the discharge. G coming out of his electric state. First of all, he just puts his hand on the bird and shocks it. Once yeah. more, as you see, there's electricity going onto him. Grabs the hammer as you see the skull in the hammer shining with red eyes, and he just starts flailing around, whacking on the wings, <laughs> completely like always focused on one of his wings and the head, like the neck area, and you just see electric. Like red red beams flashing around, like almost passing through through G through his face, almost scratching it. But he's in phase. You see, his eyes are like almost pure white. He's drooling all over. His beard is puffed up. He's Ugh. just like completely, completely not here. All right. Uh, you see that this nutty gnome start to just whack at the creature as it <laughs> and feels the impact. 
Its wings extend out in the air uh, as it caws um, into the distance. And it is its turn now. And it is going to use its action to multi-attack. And it's going to make one strike with its beak. Uh, it's going to do it all at the gnome that is whacking at it senselessly because it has advantage on it. So, first attack with its beak. That is a 28 to hit. Yep. That is, you're going to take... Um, so that is... Uh, 14... 21 points of bludgeoning. Actually, no, 27 points of uh, piercing damage halved. So that's going to be uh, 13 points of piercing damage. Why is it half? You're raging. Okay, right. Uh, and now raging. it's going to make an attack with its talons. That is a 20 to hit. Yep. Okay, so you take... You take you take 19 points of slashing damage, half, which means nine points of slashing damage, and it grabs you with one of its talons, and it is now you are now grabbed within as it flies a little bit up, jumps and grabs you with a talon. It begins. Don't have to check. No, you're grappled instantly. As it, you can then. Uh, try to get out on on his um, on his turn. It is going to fly eighty feet up in the uh -huh. air. Do we have opportunity attack? You guys, everybody, melee, but G has opportunity attacks on it. As it <laughs> is trying to fly eighty feet, twenty nine hits, uh, Vesper. Twenty six. Both hit. Go ahead, roll damages. Was that uh was that two-handed or one-handed uh, Vesper? Almost the one hand. <laughs> All right. What's the damage on that then? Eleven. Okay. And do you Violet? Uh, eleven blood bludgeoning and six lightning. Eleven bludgeoning and six lightning. It's starting to show some wear and tear, but it's going to fly eighty feet up in the air with G, as it. <sighs> Flies up. You guys see the size, the breath of this creature casting a shadow upon you. In the market as plus 80 feet in the air. Um, and that is going to be... Actually, no, that's not going to be its turn. At the end, um, as it reaches the eighty feet, no, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna stay. It's gonna stay. All right, it's uh, eighty feet up in the air, grabbing. Gee, I'm sorry, I was considering something, but I think this makes more sense the way I'm gonna do it. Um, okay, so Vesper, it's your turn. Thing is, eighty feet up in the air. Well, shit. <laughs> I don't think I can do anything to reach it. <clears throat> you probably cannot. Uh, yeah, 80 feet is too high. Yeah. You can, can, can I suggest something? Yeah. You can hold an action in case it falls on the ground, and then you, you hit when it falls on the ground. 
Yeah. Or or a reaction to grab me in case I fall on the ground. <laughs> you know, as protective of, of G as Vesper is, she would probably do that. She would be like shrouding up at it like, leave my gramps alone. <laughs> Alright, so you're gonna see if you can catch... <laughs> All right, you're underneath it. I, I will tell you as well that the rock next to you guys and the elevation to the right side, those are probably like 20 feet. Uh, the, the elevation is about like 20 feet up. Uh, the rock is probably like 15, 10 feet up to, to the left. Like this rock over here, I'm going to ping on the map. Okay. Uh, it's about 15. Over here, this elevation is about 20 feet high, I would say. Um, even with that, I couldn't reach it even with my darts. So. Yeah. Uh, just uh, saying, okay, so Vesper, you're holding your action like that. Yep. Got it. Um, Emily, it's your turn. Pull the figo and start throwing all their shit. <laughs> okay, so uh, first things first, I'm gonna do uh, a bonus action. Yeah. I'm gonna cast Healing Word on myself. Go right ahead and heal yourself. Also, for anyone listening or anyone watching, I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm metagaming her, but a lot of us like just have experiences on one-shots. Yeah. So it's nice to remind that we can do certain things. You guys are welcome to do that. Yes, thank you. I was like, shit. <laughs> that was uh, seven healing to you, though. That's gosh, still good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, second level, right? Okay, so now... Uh, I'm gonna cast the only thing that I can. Uh, because it's freaking high as shit. Um, I'm gonna cast Hypnotic Pattern. You already cast a leveled spell as a bonus action. You can oh, only cast right. a cantrip now. Yeah, cantrip. You're right, you're right. I forgot about that. Uh, okay. It's fine. It's fine. We learn. We learn. This is your tutorial, guys. Get used to your characters. It's going to get this worse your from tutorial. here. tutorial. You're immediately dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to set the tone. Poor Emily. Yeah, I, I don't think... Okay, I'm... Mm. 80 feet up in the air. From you, it's uh, it's probably, um, I would say, uh, about uh, 115 feet because you're, you know, off to the side. You're not directly mm. under it. Okay, I'm going to cast uh, a cantrip, which is message. Yeah. I'm going to talk to Chi <laughs> and just say, close your eyes, breathe in, breathe out. <laughs> And he's going. <laughs> but you can answer. You can answer the you message. Yeah. <laughs> this, I gotta say, this is the very first time I've ever seen anyone use the message cantrip in combat. <laughs> this is the very you can't first. Do shit. Yeah. It's the very first time. All right, Emily, that your turn. Are you moving at yeah. all? No, no, I'm staying here. Gotcha, Emily. Um, all right, so that brings us back to the top of the round, Violet. Okay, so I have nothing, so <laughs> I will use my action dash to get on top of the rock. Okay. <laughs> and you say this is 20 feet high. Uh, that is 15. The other one to the right would be 20, 15. if you want, if you want to. Okay. Like that, this space here to the right. On a, okay, let's say on a successful roll, how high could I throw a dynamite? <laughs> oh. uh, we're gonna have to find out, my love. We're gonna have to find out. Okay, I can't. I can't do that right now because I already used my action. But as yeah. a bonus action, I can light it, right? You could. I would say. I would, <laughs> no, actually, no. I would say. I would say action would be light it and throw it. 
I don't think you want to hold oh. the lit dynamite. Just stay there with a dynamite. <laughs> yeah. It's six seconds. This, <laughs> this could be really bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> Cooking it. This okay, is a Call of Duty player. Um, I'll just stay here and I'll just say as a bonus action, Hey, bird, here. And I'll just move my hair. <laughs> All right, uh, roll a um, performance or intimidation check. Um, also, don't forget your show off feature. Uh, I only can use show off if I if combo. I uh, land a combo. Yeah. So I can do that. Uh, intimidation then. Oh, fourteen plus seven. All right, I will take that into account. Okay. Is that your turn? Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, G, that comes up to you. You are restrained, grappled, and restrained currently in there. Being restrained means you have this advantage on your attack rolls. Uh, can I try to let go? Break free? You can. Oh, acrobatics or athletics, however you prefer. If it's athletics, you have advantage because you're raging. <laughs> yeah, I want athletics. Alright. So that's 11 plus 9. You... Plus 2. Okay. So that's is your action to escape. Okay, and I want, but I, I don't want to let, I just, I want to let go, but I yeah. want to hold on to it. Okay, because <laughs> I was about to say, this is going to get real rough for you if you're, yeah. if you're I want to let go, and I want to hold on to it with my, my metal All arm. Right. I'm going to say, I'm just holding. so the, here's the deal, here's the deal. Um, it is an, an action for you to, for you to break free. Um, it is an action for you to break free. And w holding on to it would be kind of equivalent to making a grapple attack. To replace one of your attack attacks from your attack action with a grapple. To so hold on to actions. it. So that would be two actions. However... Why if just... I recklessly hold on to it? On the... <laughs> on the... Look, I'm, I'm gonna say... You, you have two options here as G and you tell me which one fits you the most. You either let yourself be grabbed in there, or you break free and you fall onto the ground and hope that Vesper can catch you. You're Wait. considering you're raging. I, f I fall onto the ground. I try right. to grab, but I don't like, I just move out and I fall onto the ground. All right, you're gonna break free from the grab. Okay, uh, give me one second. Just check something on my notes, please. Uh, okay, so you're gonna take eight D6 bludgeoning damage. Um, from falling uh, onto the ground, but we'll we'll talk about uh, Vesper catching you to see how this mm -hmm. works. Um, so that is um, so you take twenty seven points of bludgeoning damage halved, which means that is thirteen points of bludgeoning damage. But Vesper, he is falling. You see this <laughs> bullet? You see this bullet of a gnome? <laughs> Dropping down onto the ground, um, full speed. You're gonna try to catch it. Yep. <laughs> this, sadly, I would love to give you acrobatics, but this is gonna have to be strength. Um, oh no! <laughs> you're gonna have to do an athletics check to see if you can hold, jump, and hold on to him enough that you don't get hurt. Athletics. Or too hurt. <laughs> oh no. Nice, a zero. <laughs> I have negative one strength. <laughs> uh, well, um... Okay, so... 
this lightning bullet uh, of a supercharged G drops into you, you jump the hole and you should, oh, you get hit in the stomach with it. You're gonna take the 27 points of bludgeoning damage fully. Uh, G, I'm gonna need you to roll um, 2d4 one of, uh, separately. One of them is for, for the creature because it should have taken it on the top of your turn. Uh, or is it at the beginning of its turn? What, 1d4 for what? The the, 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 the lightning effect around you. Oh, that's it's the beginning yeah, okay. of its turn. It's, it's, yeah, let me see, Rage. Because I, I, cl I closed the Rage over there. Yeah. Uh, Just a check. The hell I, I don't want you guys where, to miss that. Where's damage. the Rage Overdrive again? Oh, here, Rage Overdrive. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's uh, 1d4 during the duration of my Rage. Uh, but it's is it at the beginning of its turn or yours? Creatures will begin their turn within ah, five Then, then he doesn't take it, but Vesper is going to. Because she's trying to grab you, and she's getting gonna get but lightning charged. should charge. have taken when he flew into the air. Go ahead, roll it. Th three. All right. And then uh, Vesper takes it. The Vesper now. takes uh, another so now D4. Now I roll for Vesper. Yeah, for Vesper. Coca. Coca. Three. All right. Ugh. Three points of lightning damage as you're zapped, and you are both prone on the ground. Working uh, as intended. Fuck crabs! When did you get so heavy? <laughs> 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 this is dude first fight is going great <laughs> okay uh so gee that was your turn it yeah, is it went great the cadewall's turn you see it <sighs> flying up in the air it flies up an extra 15 feet and then you see it fold its wings and kind of like a black torpedo uh, with the sunlight shining behind it, heading straight for Violet as she intimidated it into attacking her. And it's going to go straight for Violet. Violet, I need a dexterity saving throw from you. I can't, I can't react, right? No. Uh, 18. 18. That is a success. Okay. That is a success. You are going to take... Um, this is a, a lot of damage, so if you guys just give me a moment. Um, I just need a moment to- Oh! Oh no! Wait! The eight! It counts! Come here! You want the eight to count? Because it rolled an eight. Sure. No! <laughs> um, let me get more. Uh... Like someone told me in Final Fantasy, the only health point that matters is the last one. Yeah, those are my words. There it is. <laughs> All right, so this is, uh, uh, two, uh, 12, 14, 14, 16, and that was six dice. Let's roll six more. Uh, so that is, oh my God. Oh no. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, okay, so that was six, six, twelve, and now... Oof! Uh, let me do some math.
you take 63 points of bludgeoning damage halved. Um, so that is going to be 31 points of bludgeoning damage. Um, as, uh, as this creature just, uh, bumps onto you, pushes you into the ground, but you put your, uh, your magical gauntlets to protect your, your heart and your vital organs, um, and, and manage to sink into the stone. The stone is now completely shattered, uh, and you're there in the middle of all this rubble, but you're still standing. Uh, that's going to be its action as it lifts up its wings and the dust is kicked up again. That is the Cadewolf's turn. Uh, Vesper, it is your turn now. It is looking... It is looking hurt. Like, uh, it shows wear and tear. Like, the, the, some of the feathers are gone already or broken, snapped. Uh, but it's still looking uh, decently healthy. Is it on the rock or is it back up in the air? Um, it is on the rock. So now it would be... Um, now it would be actually level. You don't have to climb the rock because it broke okay. that rock. Okay. So I spend, I'll spend half of my movement getting up, which is mm -hmm. what I have twenty-five. So twenty-five, yeah. I, I can, I can make it all the way over there. Where Go did right I fell? Where did I fell? <laughs> uh, you would, uh, you would have fallen where Vesper was. So if you can move, so, yeah, yeah, around right there. there, yeah. Okay. Be like. Spitting a little bit of blood out, <laughs> fucking bastard, and whack it with the staff. <laughs> Go ahead and roll your staff hits. Oof. It's no luck. Would this be advantage? Or uh, no? You are flanked. If you can move, uh, how much movement did you spend getting there? Was it all, all the 25? It was. I think it yeah. was here. It, it was, was all the 25. 25. Then yeah. you do not get advantage. So okay. this attack, unfortunately, misses as you try to whack it with the staff. The creature is still... Uh, you're kind of adjusting to all the, the dust that's been kicked up. And you miss it. You just barely miss it, actually. Uh, as it, you know, just brushes past one of the, the feathers on the wing. Go ahead, you still have more. Whack it again. Whack it again. Whack his peepee. <laughs> 19. That is going to hit, Ray. Go ahead and roll damage on that one. So one hand, one hand 14. damage. Fourteen damagens. I went, right. but not quite as peepee. -pee, but I just wanted to say that. <laughs> what if it was a girl? I it's not. It's, pee -pee. it's a pee -pee. dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a it's a dude actually. Uh, so that was a uh, fourteen points of damage, right? Yes. And All then right. for my bonus action, I'm gonna bite his ass. You're a bite his ass with your bonus. I'm bonus a bite his ass with hungry jaws. <laughs> you're gonna take. You're gonna get. Try to get some chicken. Go I'm ahead. I'm gonna try to take a bite out of it. Twelve. Dang it. No chicken. Uh, you try to <laughs> as you try to bite it, you just grab the edge of a feather and you just. Oh, dang you just it. have feathers in your mouth. Oh. Um, um, no chicken. But Vesper, is that gonna be your turn? That that's me. All right, Emily, it's you. Okay, I'm gonna cast Force Level Shatter. Oh my god! Um, at the creature, I assume. At, at the creature, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you can aim it in a way that you don't hit anyone. Exactly, yeah. it's it's a sphere 10 feet, so it's exactly like his size. Alright, yeah. there we go. Uh, also, it's, it's huge, so it's very tall as well, so you can even aim it at the top of its head. Um, yeah. Please, before you make the saving throw, how does your shatter look? What are you doing? It, it, it's a huge boom of sound. What do you do to project it's, this? It's me just screaming very, very loud <laughs> in a very thin scream. Ooh. 
All right, it's just kind of like Black Canary from uh, DC Comics. Uh, you scream out loud. It needs to make a constitution saving throw, I believe. Uh, constitution saving throw is actually... Uh, that is a six. I am rolling like shit for saving throws. It fails. It's going to take full damage. Go ahead and roll your shatter. Let's go. Ooh. 20. 20 points of damage as this high-pitched scream causes this explosion <laughs> around its head. And you see the, the creature ducks and, and calls loudly as blood is now kind of coming out of the ear orifices that it has. Um, Alright, anything else you want to do? Uh, yes, I'm gonna... I'm gonna cast more mockery. You cannot. Kentry. Uh, yeah, but um, uh, you already cast a, a regular spell, and, 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 and Vicious Mockery is not a bonus action. So the way this works is... Oh, yeah, yeah, it's not a bonus action. You're right, right, There right. you go. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you so... can move, though. Uh, no, I'm gonna stay. <laughs> you don't want to get closer to it? <laughs> mm, nah, I'll, I'll just stay playing All right. a little bit. Got it. Playing a tune after screaming. Violet, yes. your turn's up. Okay. So Violet never fought a, a, a giant bird before, so she's going to do what she does best, which is be smart in battle. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to jump okay. and uh, grab one of the wings. All right. And try to, with the heel, smash the 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 one of the wings with the. With feet. All right, gotcha. So let's do this. Um, let's do this as a grapple check first. Um, the, for the so this is gonna be this is gonna replace one of your attacks, okay? Uh, and it's going to be contested. Since you use dexterity for this, I will allow you to use uh, to make a, um, a dexterity check and add your proficiency bonus. Just roll a regular attack, actually, against the creature's athletics, okay? Since you're just trying to grapple onto it and not trying to Break it down. Okay, so a d20 plus dex? Yeah, but it's just a regular attack. And then arm oh. strike. Okay. Uh, okay, 16 plus 8. Natural 20. Oh! As you, as you jump up to grab it, the wing flaps and kicks you off. Fortunately, you managed to land safely, but you've wasted one attack. You still got two more. It's fine. Uh, I land, I just uh, do like a little slide, and I okay. try again. Alright, you jump in for another <laughs> one, let's go again. Son of a bitch. Uh, um, 21. 12. It, it <laughs> rolled really low. It has a plus 6 to strength, but it rolled really, really low. Um, and you managed to grapple onto its wing, so you still have one attack. One attack, yeah. With my feet, I'm going to shove a uh, heel on, uh, on the wing. All right, let's um, make a, um, a regular attack roll. Uh, eight plus six, it's, it's not enough. Uh, with that, unfortunately, you try to push the wing to break it, but you're grappled onto the guy, uh, but you, you can't break the wing quite yet. Uh, is that all you're going to do? Yes. Still have your bonus just action? to stay there all right um okay g my man you're up so half of my movement to get up mm -hmm. i go towards him i'm right in front of him got it and i want to use um yeah he has to do a um, dexterity saving throw 
Uh, that's a natural two. Uh, plus two, four. Okay. He fails. So forty-six he lightning. Fails, so forty-six. Roll, roll him, roll him, roll him, roll him for reals. Roll him for real. That's that's eleven. Eleven points of lightning damage as you discharge it. Yeah, it goes. So now my thinker bunker. <laughs> Reckless. Of course. So I roll. With the avantage. That's uh, 26. 26 hits, you bitch. There I go. So now I roll 2d8s. 2d10s. 2d10s. Plus your modifier plus, plus the extra. So 2d10s. That's 16. 16. All right. Plus 6. And uh, 1d8. So wait, wait, that was 16 plus 6? Yeah. Okay, okay, got it. Because I rolled a 10 and a 6. Okay, next? Uh, a 2. 2? For the electric damage. Yeah. And now, my other attack, right? Yeah, go for it. Uh, which, wait, is it normal? Uh, it's still reckless, you're still recklessing. Okay, so it's uh, 29. 29, you bitch, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Let's let's roll then to the tens. That's a nine and an eight. Nine and an eight. All right. Plus six. Plus six. Okay. And uh, one the eight, which is one. Gee, please describe to me how you smash the shit out of this bird <laughs> yeah. as you deliver the so killing let's, blow. Let's do it the other way around. He goes up, he starts smashing first with, with the hammer. Yeah. You see him like this rage just drool going all over, the veins still shining blue, this flashes of red coming from the hammer, just smashing the bird recklessly. Uh, left to right, left to right, as the bird just starts to like trying to, to move behind, to move back. He grabs with the metal arm, he grabs the, the tongue, and this charges the electricity. You see <laughs> the ears where the little circles, the little uh, holes for ears are. You see just blood popping out. <laughs> they were falling limp, and I stay there just holding him uh, by the tongue. And I let my rage go. Okay. And I just look around. Well, as you as you do that, you guys you guys see that the little gnome um, violently. Uh, brutalize uh, this creature. It, it caused in, in, in pain as the, the wings with that last discharge, you see the wings <laughs> awkwardly crack and break in, 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 strange, in a strange position as it then falls to the ground limp with G still holding the tongue inside of its giant massive beak. You can see now G, G doesn't G is not even half of the beak. <laughs> G is like a third, a fourth of, of the size of this creature's head. Um, but it falls limp onto the ground, uh, bringing us out of you, of you guys' first uh, combat. Uh, and it's Violet not starting and again. Are close to me. I look at Violet. I look at Vesper. What happened? <laughs> You fucking killed it. That's what happened. <laughs> Dude, I just kind of let it go. <laughs> Vesper just kind of went Irish there. 
Yeah. I did, yeah, that came out wrong. You guys, you guys, you guys noticed that? <laughs> See, I click, I click the top of the, the hammer, turns back into a cane. Oh. Jesus, fuck, gee, you're heavy. Violet just jumps off the wing. Okay, good job. Vesper's like a little winded. She looks over to see Emily, kind of waves and like, "You will go over there." I wanna, <laughs> I wanna rip out both eyes and take them. All right, you rip out both eyes. You can take note that you own two K dual eyes. K A D U O L. K dual eyes. Um, can I see if the the claws of the bird are something? Uh, I know, so, valuable or to, to use in battle? In battle. Uh, so the, the talons of this creature uh, are about uh, as big as G is in, <laughs> in, in size. Um, especially uh, the, the sort of what would be the, the foot thumb claw, kind of like a dinosaur, like a, a raptor. It has a very large talon. Uh, I mean... I would say both uh, Violet and Vesper roll nature checks uh, for Violet because she well lives uh, lived here for a long time, and Vesper because of her experience with the wild. Fifteen, again. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, both of you actually know. Uh, so, K dual talons are valuable. Period. They are. They can be used to make uh, bone armor, but also uh, very strong piercing uh, weapons. So. Anything like a dagger, um, anything uh, like a spear or something, you can craft uh, from a, a K-Dual Talon. But there is one thing that you guys remember, uh, especially Vesper remembers, blood. K-Dual blood is extremely uh, valuable. And the reason for that being that through K-Dual blood, if it is enchanted, uh, it momentarily enhances your sight. Um, if enchanted, and I will tell you, uh, if you, um, properly treat K-Dual Blood, you will, uh, gain a plus 10 to perception checks, and you can see in detail up to a mile away for one hour. K-Duals are natural predators here in Vulcan, or, or, excuse me, not Vulcan, uh, Camille's Grasp, this part of the Red Wasteland. Um, as you know, there are a lot of burrowing creatures, and the way that K-Duals hunt is flying above them because they're not looking up, you know, answering uh, G's crab question from last <laughs> the last episode. If they if they look at seagulls up, well, these burrowing creatures don't look at the K-Duals up there. Uh, a lot of them haven't evolved to do so, and so the K-Duals smashes its entire body into them. Um, like it did to Emily. <laughs> yeah, like it did to Emily to hunt. Uh, to that point, your cart has been destroyed, um, and the Gurgafil, the little creatures, are just nearby grazing on just okay, tiny. Okay, they're not dead. <laughs> they're this just tiny little bit of, uh, of of fungi. They're kind of about like I would say 120 feet, 150 feet away from the mess after it, they were forced to run away. Uh, but the two Gurgafil still survive. Your cart is destroyed. Um, do we have any vials that we could put the blood in? Uh, yes, I have the superior, um, superior oh. uh, potion uh, vial. So you can do that. Now. Yeah, drain uh, a little bit of that. <laughs> can I can I try to do two things at a time, which is shove a heel on the on the claw on the on the base of the claw 
to yeah. remove, not the claw, the talon. Yeah. And remove it and use the violet, the violet, well, my, I will lose myself. <laughs> <laughs> my whole body. I will use the vial to, well, just put the blood in it. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, that's possible. I will say that this will require a strength check. Uh, so if you want to ask for assistance, you may. Yes, please. <laughs> I have to <laughs> I start approaching them. Yeah. You don't want me to do uh, anything for strength. You are, you are, you, 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 you need a strong man? Yes, remove this talent, please. Emily, you approach them and what happens? Uh, yeah, I, I'll just say, oh, I have a dagger, if that's useful. That could that could help. That could help. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, are you using uh, Emily's dagger as well, Violet? No, I'll, I'll let uh, G do it. Oh, okay. You're just gonna let the the old man do it by himself. I wanna crack it. Okay, em <laughs> Emily. Do you wanna do you wanna help them loosen up with the dagger? Um. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you're gonna show you're gonna wedge the dagger to try and cut a little bit off. Yeah. I'm gonna ask of you a dexterity check. Please, before G, this might, because this might lower the DC for G to, to pull it out. Dexterity check seven. All right, so you're you're stabbing it, but it's it's just not. You're not finding purchase in in anything that, or, or you're not going deep enough that it will loosen it. So G, you're gonna make the the regular uh, strength, strength check. check for me, please. That's fifteen. Yeah, you you grab onto it. Uh, and you start pulling and you twist it and it pops out and as it does a gush like a, a gush of blood the, the, <laughs> yeah. the talon the talon is just is huge and and this this kind of river of blood pours out you fill in your vial and it's still pouring you could probably get something else and if you have any have other else. do you guys have i don't have any vials <laughs> isn't your water skin empty I gave it to Violet. <laughs> oh, you, and I emptied it. So you will probably not use it for water anytime. <laughs> it's fine. I will. I will. All right. Fill it so you well. can mark two vials of untreated K-Dwell blood that you've gotten from this. And I'm just standing there with a claw bigger than me. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Gramps. Good job. Do you want me to put it on the on the bag? On the holding bag? Yeah. Yeah, I just tried to like lift it and kind of aim <laughs> at the bag and just let it go. Okay, you you managed to do that easily enough. You guys can do that all coordinating while. Uh... Oh, you also ha still had your inspiration dice as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was counting on that if I failed. <laughs> she, she uh, Emily's inspiration helps you land. You know, put it in the the right the right place now. Um, all right, so that finishes up that encounter, and that brings us down to the end of these two days, uh, which means now we have gone six total days. Which now brings us is going to bring us to the seventeenth of Isari. Mm -hmm. um, on uh, this night, if there's anything you guys want to discuss, since you just had a very big encounter, please go right. I want to zonk out. <laughs> I need Vesper. healing. Um, all right. Vesper will uh, sit down next to Emily. She'll be like, "So, still want to join us?" Like I said. To the G, I am part of you now. It's going to get worse from here. 
That is okay. That's better inspiration for me. <laughs> you are a very, very strange creature, Emily. Well, I already passed out today, and oh boy, do I have some killer <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> when G wakes back up, you can sing him a little song. It will make him happy. <laughs> All right. This is a long rest, right? Yeah, this is going to be a long rest yeah. that you can you can mark. Um, uh, Is G, like, completely asleep right now? I just, like, we got to the camp, <laughs> and I just... I just fall on my back, barely on my bedroll. I'm gonna do something towards uh, Violet and Vesper then, since she's completely asleep. Got it. Uh, I'm gonna do uh, an action called Inspiring Leader. So now for 10 minutes, I'm gonna inspire you. I'm gonna say, So, my friends, you see the big bird that we just fought? We can do so much better. I think we're very ready for a, a very strong battle. And I will sing my tunes across the whole galaxy, not even just the world. And you will accompany me as the heroes that would triumph against the evil masterminds that are somewhere. I have no idea. But we will be good. Are you with me? I appreciate the enthusiasm. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. So uh, with this, uh, you're gonna get a 14 temporary HP. Sweet. I'm gonna say, G, while you're sleeping, you you hear like there's there's something like tickling your ears. You also are gonna get the the 14 temporary hit points. Okay. 14, right? It's until yeah. the next long rest. Or... Until they're gone. Uh, until yeah. what? Till they're gone. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is once per ro uh, short rest, so I can do this like. Yeah. yeah. 14. They don't stack, but they, they once they're, the, the, they only go away once they're gone. Um, we're going to do it like that. Okay. Um, aside from that speech, is there anything that you guys would like to do regarding the watches? You can pick your watch orders, anything? I'll go tuck G in. <laughs> Put him <laughs> properly on his bed and cover him up. <laughs> After all of my inspiration, I just like completely collapse. Like my last <laughs> bit of energy. <laughs> Gone, and I, I start sleeping again. <laughs> holding my loot. Yeah. looks at Violet. And she goes, "Children, <laughs> they're all the same." Violet is going to just sit down and take the first watch as usual, just looking at the horizon. All right. So, I will say that with that, with your gu you guys facing a huge K-Dual bird. The apex predator uh, here in um, in Camille's grasp. You will finish. Uh, we will finish today's session uh, as Violet looks up, down, or whatever looks into up, down, <laughs> All inside, at the same time. <laughs> outside of the horizon, um, and wonders uh, about this new child uh, that has come into the group uh, while Vesper tucks in uh, G. Uh, with the love she has always shown for her uh, adoptive grandpa. But yeah, we're going to close it out there. Good job, guys! Huh? That was awesome! That guy didn't even have legendary actions! <laughs> for once! <laughs> uh, that man came in and just said, kill. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, 
I can tell you guys that that was not even that bad. So the way the way that uh, Kate Wool's uh, dive bomb works, if you fail the saving throw uh, by ten or more, uh, you are instantly knocked unconscious. If the damage if the damage that you took was already knocking you unconscious, you die. <laughs> oh shit! So. Uh, if she you should, have, should have played the Basil Geese music when he was coming. So if if Emily had actually failed it by ten or more, she would have she would have fucking died uh, right well, there. Um, a quick journey. This <laughs> just ends now. Um, characters. <laughs> uh, but um, but no, it was you guys. You guys did more than fine on that. That was actually pretty impressive. You all, you know, were doing creative uh, creative ways of. Um, of, of getting um of, of you know getting across this um uh the all of the obstacles in the fight uh and it was it was cool to because the, the, the that one moment i stopped where i was thinking what to do i was thinking that it would have grabbed jean and dropped it instantly just, just so that Jean would fall onto the ground but then i thought it probably the the cool part would have would probably be if i dropped it and then i die i dove onto g Jesus as killer killer combo <laughs> yeah as as he's and i wanted to do that but then i, I remembered that violet had waved um <laughs> with a, a, a good intimidation check and i thought yeah maybe maybe i'll dive at her then because she's in the high ground now and trying to look big for a creature that is no getting rid of all threats um Took most of my damage from catching g <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It is what it uh, is. Look, but she would have gladly done it at any point. <laughs> that's no that's, regrets. That's what it you know. That's what it takes being uh, being a G's granddaughter. You sometimes have to to take a, a, a known bullet to the face. Um, but that was really cool. You guys did really well uh, on the fight, and I'm I'm happy for you. And I'm I, I hope you enjoyed the fight as well because um, it's not it's as I said. This is your tutorial. Um, <laughs> so you gotta be on your A game. Uh, anyway, uh, to chat and everybody watching, thank you guys very much for uh, for hanging out. We really do appreciate it. Don't worry, the party ain't gonna die. These guys are expert players. They know what they're doing. Uh, so they're they're not just gonna fucking die on on the first the first the episodes. Just they. I trust them, and this is me placing my trust into them, and I know that they can take anything that I throw at them. Um, thank you once again for watching. Really appreciate it. As I said uh, in the beginning, uh, we I do not know when I'll be able to po post these episodes on Spotify, but as soon, as soon as I can, I will do that so that you guys can watch it in podcast mode as well. Um, until then, it will be on YouTube. You can find the YouTube channel... Uh, in the Twitch chat link or search for Unpopular Onion on uh, on YouTube and for Requiem um, on YouTube and you will find it for sure. Uh, and also do not forget to follow all of these beautiful individuals. Their links are going to be down uh, in the description of the video and they are in the title of the stream and they will stay in the title of the stream until my next stream. So if you have ever have any doubt, you can get them there. And if you scroll down below, they're also in the about me section. I just have everyone there except Ray because she doesn't do anything on the internet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, once again, thank you guys. And we'll see you uh, next Saturday for the next episode. Bye. Peace. Bye bye folks. Bye. Take care. <laughs>